0: All right, everybody, welcome to Clicks and Funnels Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Muldoon. It's great to have you here. We are talking everything marketing. We are talking about growing and scaling your business. I am going to be sharing ideas, strategies, and things that are working right now in the online marketing space so that you can get more conversions, get more clients, and grow and scale your business to the level that you want it to be so that you can achieve the kind of lifestyle that you want. This is something that I'm passionate about, and I'm here to help you do that. So with that said, let's dive in. Let's get started. All right, everybody, welcome to today's show. It's Brian Muldoon here, your host. I'm uh, so happy to have you along. I hope you're having an epic day wherever you are. Um, I'm super excited today because, you know, one of the things that I love is interviewing interesting people, people that I believe are special people, and they do amazing work. And so uh, my guest today is an entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, a publisher, a TV producer, a seminar promoter, and uh, he's worked with some of the biggest names in personal development. And um, it's just such a pleasure to have him here. And we're going to cover a number of really, I think, interesting and important topics today and talk about a lot of really cool stuff. So uh, with that said, I'd like to welcome to today's show, Bernardo Moya.
1: Hi, Brian. How are you?
0: I'm really well. And how are you?
1: I'm very good. Thank you very much. Very well.
0: Excellent. I think we got a little bit of a delay, so we'll just sort of play with this. But at any rate, um, yeah, thanks so, thanks so much for being here today. And there were three things that I really wanted to touch on today because, you know, your career is so vast and, and uh, you have so many uh, different parts of your brands and, and, and things like that. But I want to touch on that. But specifically today, I really wanted to uh, let you share your perspective on entrepreneurship. I wanted to talk about your latest book, The Question, which is an amazing book uh, that just recently came out. And then ultimately, um, about your latest venture, which is The Best You Legacy Club. And so, um, you know, you had started The Best You, uh, The Best You, that brand, which has uh, uh, had some amazing events, both in London and in California. And I've uh, had the pleasure of being a part of those myself. And um, so, what was it that uh, really? I guess, what, where was that calling for you when you thought, you know, what I want to create uh, this place where you know we bring people together and uh, really, you know, help them uh, uh, grow themselves, and and also to um, just bring people together in a place where they can get the help that they want and really grow personally. Where where did that come from for you? And maybe tell us a little bit about your background and how that happened.
1: Yeah, thank you. So, well, my background is I've been an entrepreneur for a very long time. I think you know my early twenties. I've I've uh, I've had loads of businesses. Um, I've uh, had some tremendous, phenomenal failures. I've had some really great successes, and uh, you know, I've been an entrepreneur my life. I always wanted. Well, I always liked the idea of being my own boss, but I, I did work for some companies I worked for, I had, I was in sales and marketing pretty much from my early age. So, you know, I was, I was very indoctrinated into what sales means. I was trained by Americans. So I always had that kind of mindset, but, um, you know, I I just love the idea of of entrepreneurship and being creative and and, and going out there and exploring and doing ideas and sharing things. So like everyone, I mean, you know, I, I I came into personal development in my late twenties, you know, reading, I I still, you know, when I had the, the tape cassette recorders, I know you know those, you know, when you <laughs> stuck them in the car and they got all the, all the bloody things got stuck in there. So, you know, listening to Brian Tracy and Jim Wrong and, and, right. uh, and, and all those greats, you know, and Paul McKenna when he had hair and, and it was called Influence Tapes, you know. So I, I got into this very, very, in my early years, but, but it, was, it was literally an LP. I think that really kind of really got me, got my attention. And then I wanted to get trained in an LP um, and cutting a very long story short, you know, I just, I lost my money at 26 the first time when my wife was, well, we had a baby and she was pregnant, uh, and I had nothing. And then the second time was, I was 38 when I thought I had something and then the banks disagreed with me and they took everything away. So, you know, kind of that, that was, that was kind of how I, I really got into NLP, it was, and I wanted to do something different. So NLP brought me on the journey that I am on now. Um, and what I loved about NLP is, is about modeling, you know, which is is the essence of it. Modeling excellence, how successful people do what they do. And it was by me from becoming a trained NLP practitioner, master practitioner, trainer, I had this opportunity to start running the seminars for them here in London. And, uh, and literally cutting, you know, again, a, a, a very long story short, I, 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 they became their promoter. So I had no idea about doing that. And I decided to come into London and start running seminars.
0: That's, um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's phenomenal because there are a lot of people out there that are big thinkers. Um, they have big ideas and big ambitions. Um, but one of the things that I've come to know about you, having worked with you and spent time with you, is um, there's a difference between people who have big ideas and then people who actually pursue them. And I think that there's a really important difference. Uh, point there that that maybe you'd like to touch on and share with everyone um you know what what was what is it for you that drives you to want to create these amazing events and all the other things that you've done you know to to learn what does it take to you say model excellence for example you know because there are a lot of people out there for example that are nlp trained they've done coaching they've done all sorts of things but you really harness this and really ran with it and so what were some of those things that that came up for you where you said like this is a mission i I have to complete and and what are some of the things that um you know you had to pull out of yourself to have that i guess in many ways you know like you said you're an entrepreneur but still to have that courage to keep going in the face of adversity to make these these big events happen
1: uh well the the concept and the idea of the best you came around that It, it was really looking at what was missing and what was missing is I, I, and it still is. It's a very fragmented industry where everyone pretty much does their own thing. You know, everyone promotes their own brand. Everyone does their own seminars, and then they ask to help each other. They don't really help each other, and you know, and and that's pretty much it. So that's why I came with the idea of the best tube. Because there are a lot of people that are very generous. People in personal professional growth are very generous. They give a lot of stuff away. Here we are podcasting. You know, uh, sending emails, newsletters. You know, uh, recording videos, Instagram. So people are very generous. But I thought. There isn't a place a hub where everyone could connect and, and and meet and learn from the best, which is about modeling. So that's why when I came up with this idea of the best you, which for me was always had to be a multi-platform, it had to be global, it had to have different ways of of being presented, you know, through live events, through uh, podcasts, through magazines, uh, through online learning. So it, it was always that was always in my mind. It's just obviously takes a number of years to to develop. But I think I think I think the struggle that people have with this. Ideal concept of entrepreneurs and, and and coaches and trainers are entrepreneurs. They just don't see themselves as that, you know, a lot of them, I'm not saying all of them, but, but they don't see themselves as brands. You know, that they, 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 they really talk the talk as far as they advise their clients to think big, uh, you know, to visualize success and stuff like that. And then when it comes down to them, you know, taking that step forward, taking the risk, doing what you need to do, they don't. Uh, And that's kind of what I struggle with, with a lot of it is there's a lot of incongruency. A lot of people that talk a lot. And I suggest sometimes, as you know, uh, I mentioned in my book, they should read their own book, you know, (laughs) uh, because they really talk a good talk. But then when you talk about promoting or you talk about collaborating, you talk about, you know, taking their business to the next level, they struggle. Entrepreneurship is about having a pair of cojones, as we say in Spanish, Mm -hmm. and just going for it. You know, you just literally got to go for it. And and if you fail, hey, so what? It's called feedback. Just carry on. You know, I, I was reading yesterday... Um, I was reading yesterday. Who, who was it? Uh, it was um, oh, a book. I was I just finished uh, the book of um, uh, Shoe Dog uh, from uh, the guy from from Nike, uh, Phil Knight, and um, and he was saying that you know the quote that goes out there that says never give up, which I've got to say I've used myself it is not necessarily true. What it means is sometimes you have to give up. Sometimes you're doing something that just does not work, but never stop. You know, never stop. Never stop. Just carry on going and understand that, you know, the bigger you get, the more, the more enemies you're going to have, the more people that are going to try and bring you down. Um, I was reading another book uh, just recently um, of uh, Liz Gilbert, you know, the magic, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Magic books, which is an absolutely phenomenal book. I mean, I highly recommend people to read it. And it's all about creativity and about being creative and not expecting, you know, not expecting your creativity to pay for your mortgage or to pay for your car, to pay for your dinner. It's the other way around. You have to pay and supply whatever it is for you to be creative. And if you're good at what you do, then eventually, you know, success will come. Um, and I think, you know, that's it. We want to be creative, but we don't want to take risks. We want to be entrepreneurs, but we don't want to take risks. And then when we felt, oh, that hurt. Well, you know, that, that's, that's what life's all about,
0: isn't it? exactly that's that's one of the things that um, I think that I've always really uh, been drawn to with you is um, you know you you are who you are you're an open book and what you see is what you get and I think that you know a lot of the things that you just touched on are so important because um, I think that a lot of people are afraid to step out and I know having worked with you and, and watched from the sidelines with these uh, big events that you put on, and not just the events, I mean, just your ambition in, in general, you know, the things that you want to accomplish, um, you know, you, you really walk the talk. I've seen uh, and uh, some of the adversities and the challenges that, that you've come up with, not just in putting the events together uh, globally, but, um, you know, just all the people involved, everything that it takes. And of course, just running a business and looking after the people in the business and trying to get them to, to you know, run in the direction that you need them to and keeping everyone together and keeping spirits up. And I, I mean, just that alone, you know, when I think about uh, what's required to do that day in and day out, week after week, month after month and year after year, um, yet I see the same guy show up every day. And um, so, like, what is it for you? I mean, you touched on the fact that, you know, you have to be able to walk the talk and, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, as we know. But um, there's got to be some sort of fire there that I I, want to try and and find out from you that maybe someone who's listening here, watching this today is is going to be able to maybe tap into something that that they they need to be tapping in but maybe they're afraid of maybe it's courage and maybe they're worried about what other people are going to think like where what is it like for you when you wake up every morning and you say like I need to get this done what what's the driving forces behind that for you
1: well i i think i mean you know you know, i've always been i've always been very driven and i've always been kind of very motivated it doesn't mean that i don't have bad days you know we always have bad days i've had you know, as, I, as I've mentioned from the beginning, I've failed quite a few times. Um, but, you know, kind of it's, it's how you literally look at it. And and the way I look at it is, is that I'm really looking at where I'm going and, and what I'm intending to do. Uh and, and what I'm doing, I'm doing because I want to, I want to, I want to do it because I, I believe it, it needs to be done. And because I don't see anyone else doing it. And, 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 and I've always had that, you know, I, I think in, in class or in school, you know, I was always, hey, you know, who's going to be in charge or who's doing this, who's doing that? And, you know, and I look around and if someone's stepping up, then I'm there. And if someone is stepping up and he's not doing the right, the good job, then I'll take his place, you know? So <laughs> I, ju- I just think that we, we, we have to take responsibility. And what I try to do is I try to, re- to take responsibility to what I want to do. Now, my, my, my circumstances have changed. When I started 10 years ago, I was promoting Richard Banner and Paul McKenna. And that was it. And that's what I did. And you didn't even know who Bernardo was because Bernardo was a guy that just did the events and literally stood up behind the room. And then eventually after two, three, four years, and it's very difficult when you work with guys like that to say, hey, I have something to say because, you know, who the fuck, excuse me, who are you? You know, you've just been their promoter. Uh, Why do you have something to share? But then, you know, it comes a time and we've worked together and you've been one of those that stuck your finger in my eye and say, come on. Um, but, you know, sometimes because, you know, life gets in the way and you don't want to take action and you don't want to hold, you know, your position, your responsibility. What I'm doing now is what I, I want to do now, especially because I'm, I'm, I'm 54 now, you know, I, I, I really want to do what I want to do. And, and I don't really care about who thinks about what I'm doing, you know, uh, I, I, I'm doing it with the best intentions and, and everything I do, I do, I do with a, you know, I'm coming from a place of love and I do because I believe in it. And 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 you're always going to have haters. You're always going to have someone that says, "Oh, you know, kind of that." He just well, and that's fine. My question to them: What the hell are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What the hell are you doing? I'm not here to review what you're doing because I'm probably not interested in what you're doing. But at the end of the day, be proud and just be focused and be centered, and 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 just carry on going on. You know, and 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 we know. We, we know. I mean, you're you're NLP trained. I'm NLP trained. But it is about your internal dialogue. It's, it's about how you talk to yourself. It's about having the right pictures and making the right pictures. And, and I just don't allow any negativity around me at all, at all. So anyone or anything that is negative, I just literally get rid of them as soon as possible so I can just simply carry on going where I'm going and, and, and listen and, and die trying. We'll see.
0: It's interesting that you say that in terms of you know because I know that you uh, like no negativity that's always been your thing and um, hashtag no neg- no negativity hashtag
1: no negativity yeah
0: and I think it's brilliant but you know it's it's funny because uh, in you know as we sort of transition here we to sort of the personal development side of things because uh, I want to move on and talk about your book is um, one of the things that that i think many people have observed is in this personal development space it's about personal enhancement it's about being the best that you can be and it's about taking responsibility and getting to the next level and you talked earlier about coaches and you know um they 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 know what other people should do but they're not doing it themselves and so um you know that that's something that uh definitely for me is is a bone of contention. But here's what I've discovered. And I want to find out what you think is it seems like people want more, but they don't want to they want somebody else to make it better for them. In other words, it's, you know, whether we, we live in an instant uh, gratification society, or whatever it is, it just seems like uh, people get the idea of what they'd like to see for themselves in the future, they get excited about it, and they begin and then they just Sort of stop. It's almost you know like goal setting, for example. You know there's all these good intentions, and then they fall on their face. But this seems to be uh, rampant in the personal development space. It it just seems more like buy my stuff and change your life. But then nobody's implementing a lot of these things that need to be done. Of course, I'm not saying no one literally, but I'm saying most people are looking for some sort of quick fix, and uh, we're seeing that the personal development space is broken. What are your thoughts? Yeah,
1: What I, I agree. I mean, I, as I said, I think, I think the, there's a lot of people wanting to do the same things. There's a lot of people doing the same things. There's a lot of people copying each other. There's a lot of people that, um, that, you know, kind of, as I said, they, they, they talk, but they don't necessarily, you know, then follow the path. Look, there's different levels here. You know, some one might be very happy with coaching, you know, three or four people a month and, and having kind of a very calm lifestyle living in the middle. No, I, I don't know, you know, and I respect that. I'm, I'm not here to establish what it is right or isn't. You know, I, I just think that we need to, first of all, people that are in the industry. We need to professionalise. We, we need to take. We need to. We need to hold our, our place. We need to take responsibility, because you know this is a this is a massively growing industry. You know, they, they reckon the well-being industry is three trillion dollars. You know, people want to. People need help. People are looking for love. People are looking for ways to lose. Lose weight to find more confidence to be become a better entrepreneur. So there, there's really there's a lot of people that need help there. So my my suggestion is just for people to identify what they what they enjoy doing, what do they love doing, what what is what are they curious about, and what can they write more about that is related to that subject. So then then hopefully and ultimately they can find their passion because if that's if they follow that path, then it's going to come across in anything and everything that they do, you know. And uh, and then it's going to be it's going to it's going to be semi niche, and then they're going to go out and help people. But the, the quick the quick um, the quick fixes, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, kind of like, I mean, look at look at Instagram and look at all these things. I mean, I, I don't know. You struggle to find someone ugly. Everyone's good looking. No one's overweight. Everyone looks happy. I mean, you know, come on, it's not real. Um, but, but part of the, part of the trouble is I think with everyone is, 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 and I'm not saying everyone, I'm saying there's a lot of people that struggle with honesty and the, and honesty starts with yourself. You know, a lot of people say, oh yeah, I want to lose weight. Why am I going to become confident? I, I look at people and, and you can see them. If you see that they're, you know, they're, they're quite obese or, 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 you know, and they might have some medical condition, but in general cases is they've given up, you know, they've given up in their life and, and they just don't expect to live long and, and that's it. And they keep lying to themselves on a daily basis. Oh, no, I'm going to exercise. Oh, no, I'm going to eat less. Oh, I shouldn't eat the chips. Oh, I shouldn't eat the cake. So it, it's the, the first thing is is for people to be honest. The coaches to be honest with themselves. What is it am I doing? Am I happy with what I'm doing? Do I like what I do? Do I like speaking to people? And then the same thing with, with, with the people that are looking or seeking for help. You know, kind of, am I being honest with myself? I, I, am, am I really interested in living more than 55? Uh, do I want to inspire my kids? Do I want to leave a legacy? And those are the kind of questions that I think people need to ask themselves in order to start taking action and moving forward uh, and, and move away from this virtual full of crap world that's out there really.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. You know, we, this world of Kardashians and everybody wants to be a Kardashian. And one of the things that I've observed, and I tell people this when I talk to them is, um, I wouldn't mind meeting her. Okay. I wouldn't mind mind having some of her money. Yeah, Um, But, you know, um, you know, and and not singling them out. It's really just to make a point of of what you were talking about is, is, um, you know, there's no depth to a lot of what we see out there online. And so it's no surprise that although we're connected online and throughout the world and we can reach anyone anywhere, there's, we're actually disconnected and people are looking for that authenticity. They're looking for something that's real that they can anchor to that actually makes sense that isn't a lot of bullshit. If I'm being quite honest here, and I think that this uh, this book, the question that that you have recently uh, released was recently published, and um, I think that this book is an important book because it speaks to that. It really it really questions everything. It questions you know why are why do we do the things that we do why are we asking ourselves the right questions, you know, as you just talked about? Like, what, do you, if you really want something in life, what kind of questions are you asking yourself? And then what sort of actions are you taking? And, you know, um, it's really just taking a closer look at your life. And and like I said, this book really touches on it. And I first wanted to ask, well, I, mean, I guess we have kind of touched on it, is the reason behind writing it. But what is it that this book for you, you really want uh, people to understand and get across to them? Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, this book
1: has been based on my 30 years, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, as a, as, a, as a parent, a father. Um, and, and also based on my 10, 12 years, you know, in the forefront of personal development. And I mean at the forefront in the seminar rooms, reading the books, attending the seminars of other people and seeing what's missing. And what, I think that's what's missing. I really, and, and, and I mean, it's, you know, I, I say this when I talk about my book. I said, it's a thought-provoking book. And, oh, that's a big statement. Well, well, it is because what the book does, it makes you think. The book is to be read once and to read it slowly and make notes and ideally read it twice. And, and what will happen is there's going to be a number of questions that are going to get you, you know, on the path of of hopefully self discovery, but basically and and truly, I, what I hope to achieve with it is is for you to be honest with yourself, and um and and I think kind of what I should have done with the book now in hindsight is maybe had a, a disclaimer with it that I don't take responsibility for any of the actions that happen. I've had a couple of people that read the book, they've got separated. I've got a couple of people that <laughs> that have just literally left their partners and started different, completely different careers. And the reason being is is because I, I do ask the tough questions, so I, I ask the questions in, in first person, you know, what am I here for? What is my purpose? Um, you know, what do I love? What don't I love? Who's holding me back? Uh, am I really going for it? So those are the questions. And I go through it, I, I cover personal, professional, and global, you know, and the responsibility. And I also obviously focus on the, the book, the, the ultimate idea of the book is, first of all, for you to ask yourself these empowering questions, so then ultimately, hopefully, you can find your purpose. And then once you discover what your purpose is and what you're here on this planet for, because no, I don't think we just spend enough time thinking about that, then what should happen is that you should ultimately then become the best version of yourself. And, and that's obviously the whole idea of the best you, because you know, it's better to become the best you instead of the crap you. you know? So the best you. And then with you being the best version of yourself, what's going to happen? Well, what is going to happen naturally is anything and everyone around you will become better you know, your, your, your kids will look up to you, you know, in a different kind of way, you know, or, you know so if you had a, an issue with weight or never exercising and this book triggers that, your kids are going to look up to you. Oh, look at my dad. You know, he's still 50, but look what he's done. He's changed, you know, completely in this last six or eight months. Or, you know, he's gone and done the job that he wanted to do or he's gone traveling. I don't know. But the idea is to hopefully help you ask yourself those questions, find your purpose, become the best version of yourself. And if we do, then anyone and everyone around us it's going to become better because I think the responsibility of, of us, and I'm saying coaches, trainers, people that are passionate about personal professional growth, is not only about becoming the best version of ourselves, but it is also about making sure that we take care of the things that are surrounding us, you know? The environment, you know, the plastic, pollution, global warming, slavery, prostitution, you, you name it. The, you know, bullying in school, male suicide. There's so many different subjects out there that need addressing. That's why we need a people. We need people that are really at the top of their game that are going to start working and helping and contributing towards all these amazing things that need support. You know, we, we, we need support. We're, there's too much selfishness going on where we're just worrying about, you know, financial issues and this and this and that and not worrying about the things that are important. And, and that's what I hope the book does. So it ends with that, with presenting and showcasing how lucky we are, we all are, because there's you know that there's a lot of us and a lot of people out there that complain all the time and I really put in perspective how lucky they are in comparison to billions of people around the world and 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 that's what hopefully the book does so you know it's been a it's been a, it's been a work of a long time and I'm very proud of it and and it has a part you know part two which I'm I've started to write recently
0: and that will come out soon too fantastic can't wait to can't wait for that to come out so um... So take for example, by the way, I'm going to post the link to the question for everybody that wants to get it. Do get it. It's a great read. It'll help you get some clarity. Um, and on that note, you know, there are people out there that are frustrated. You know, they've, they've built a life for themselves. Now, maybe later on in their life, it could be 40s 50s or even earlier you know they're they maybe made some key decisions in their life to opt in for a certain career or something like that because you know maybe what is it they've been influenced or you know they were taught to play it safe there's all sorts of things but uh, I want to get your sort of perspective on this because there are people out there that you know maybe are not telling the world but their internal dialogue is reminding them that they're disappointed with their lot in life, that they're in a place in life where they're not happy, they're not fulfilled. And maybe they know what that true passion is, but they're afraid of it because they feel maybe it's too big for them or it's not achievable, or they might get laughed at if it doesn't work out. And all these um, reasons that are legitimate that come up for people. What would you say to anyone listening today who? maybe he's in that place They're saying, well, it must be nice to be you, Bernardo, to be able to get up every day and say, I don't give a shit. I have a mission. I have to go out and do this because I've been given this one life. I have to make it count, not just for me, but the people who matter to me that want me to show up and be the best that I can be so that I can be, leave that legacy behind for them and be that North star for them and for myself as well. What would you say to someone out there who's, who's struggling to have that breakthrough?
1: Well, my, my question to them will be, how will you feel in a few years from now when, hey, hopefully many, many years from now, you're in your deathbed and uh, you haven't done anything of those things because you didn't go for it, because you were worried about other people's expectations and what's going to happen? Let me tell you, you're going to have a big, massive regret. You know, that's what you're going to have. There's one of the, in, in the book there, that There's I, I talk about, you know, the top five regrets. And one of the, the number one is obviously not doing the things that you should have done or you wanted to do, yeah. you know, or spending more times with your friends, you know. So look, life isn't easy, but, but at the end of the day, you have to take responsibility for your life. And sometimes those tough questions might be related to your partner, might be related to your friend it might be related to your job. Is it scary? Absolutely, of course it is. But that's the beauty of change. The moment you start looking at change as something that is beautiful, that's enhancing, that's helping you, that's transforming, that's creating, that, that's life, life, evolution. Since the beginning of life, things have changed. And thank God they bloody changed. If not, we still wouldn't have no teeth, we wouldn't be brushing our teeth, we couldn't get on planes, never, you know, seriously. I mean, you know, Elon Musk has a quote about that. He says, oh, God, who would want to live in the 1920s? People died at the age of 30. You know, they didn't have any toilets. So we're extremely lucky. And, and at the end of the day, I'm not saying that is easy. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for me. Uh, it absolutely isn't easy for me. If anyone thinks it's easy for me to have eight employees and run, you know, events, you know, where I've had 15, 16,000 people, they have absolutely no idea. It's not easy. But, but what I will say is I started looking at change as something good. I am looking at whatever is happening to me today, which might be something that I feel uncomfortable is, I'm feeling uncomfortable, is happening for a reason. Uh, and, and what I need to do is I need to focus on how great will I feel once I've got to the other side, once I've achieved whatever it is that I want to achieve. So life, life's too short. You know, we do this anchor in the legacy clubs, you know, with the countdown. So I keep on using that. Imagine, imagine you've got a little countdown there. You can't see it because it's just underneath your nose. But basically, it's telling you how many days you've got left. Okay, So if you've got that there and you can't see how many hours, how many days you've got, it should trigger your curiosity to know that you're mortals. Because we all know we're mortals, but we carry on going forward like we're not. So whatever it is that you want to do, do it now. If not, hey, if that's your call, that's fine. But be prepared, be prepared in many years from now to live one big regret.
0: I think that's really important, as you said. That um, I think that we we want to think that we live forever, and I think that we trick ourselves into believing that. And I think that that robs us of living a more conscious life, a daily conscious life, and thinking about where we're going, what it is we really want to do and accomplish in our life. And um, so, no, I completely agree with that. And um,
1: I'll just so- leave this. I'll just leave this with you. I mean, I know for me, a strong anchor was my dad. My dad passed at the age of fifty-four. Um, I'm 54 now. So a lot of the decisions I've made was with that in my mind in the background and all the things that my dad could have done. So everything that I'm doing from now on and everything I've been doing for the last 10 years are things that my dad probably couldn't even think they were conceivable. But how many of us do know someone that maybe died with cancer 35 or 49 or had a car accident or whatever, and they were very, very young. We already know how much more lucky, how luckier we are in comparison to them. So take action, take action. We've got to go for it.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny, I my, my dad passed away when I was 16. And, you know, um, you just, again, you know, that sort of knocked me into a completely different state of reality, especially after he passed away and the first Father's Day came around. And I was with all my mates. And then, uh, you know, I was like, what are we doing later? And they're like, Oh, well, it's Father's Day. And, you know, we're going, we're going to go home and we're having a barbecue or whatever. And here I was um, on my own. And um, just that alone, that in itself, you know, really changed the whole trajectory of how I saw the world, how I saw life. And so in many ways, you know, it was sad, obviously, but, um, you know, I think it uh, changed my perspective on time, you know, that time is valuable. You never know what tomorrow is going to bring. And so you talked about regret and, um, you know, as Gary Vaynerchuk has referred to it as poison. And that, uh, he had, you know, talked to, uh, um, or sorry, it was, um, well, he had said that about it being poison, but Mel Robbins, I was, uh, reading her book and she had, uh, interviewed, uh, uh, talked about, sorry, a doctor that had interviewed, uh, people who were in their nineties, they were sort of at the end of their life. And what was the one thing that they regretted more than anything? And it was how much they worried about things rather than taking action. And, yeah. uh. It's 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 unbelievable how we let all this other stuff, and it really is just stuff, stand in the way of our our true potential and, as you say, our true calling. You know, if you really step into what you're supposed to do and who you're meant to be, things get exciting. When things get exciting and you tap into that, you're in the flow. Like you're doing something <coughs> you and something you should be doing. And so um, you've done a lot of remarkable things. The Best You, you've got The Best You magazine, you've got NLP Life Training, um, all that, that journey that you've had with uh, Richard Bandler and with Paul McKenna, um, the inspiring people and talks, all the people that you've interviewed um, over your years of doing this. you've got some incredible, um, some incredible interviews. Um, and then when we think about The Best You, um, the next chapter for you was The Best You Legacy Club which uh myself and janice are a part of and i think that the timing for this is is incredible because we we basically when we started out tonight it's all led back to legacy it's about looking back and 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 saying are you really proud could you look back tomorrow if that was the end of your life and say i'm really proud of the life i've led and if you are someone who has then great that's fantastic but i think for many people um they're just getting up every day and doing what they're doing. And, and so you started these legacy clubs to, as you said, make a difference for yourself, make a difference within your community and make a difference in the world. And I think that that is I think the timing for that couldn't be uh, couldn't be more ideal than right now, because uh, I do believe personally that we're all searching for something more. We're all searching for uh, being able, as you said earlier, contribution, to be able to contribute to our lives and the people around us and the greater community in the world as well, because we can make a difference. And when we do that, when we give and we contribute, our life takes on a whole new meaning and a whole new level of value. And so um, the Best Your Legacy Clubs are growing like crazy. They are. um, (laughs) I know when you first uh, had mentioned that you wanted to do this. Um, you know, it was, we thought immediately it was a great idea, but I was so surprised at the growth, how quickly people stood up and said, I want to be a legacy club director. I want my own legacy club and the amount of people that said, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a member of this. It's an incredible, um, it's an incredible thing. So tell us a little bit about the legacy club.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Brian. And I'm, I'm delighted to have you guys on board from the beginning. Um, the number ones, listen, um, so all this, all this personal development, writing books, running, promoting seminars, why do we do this? What, why do we do this? And that was my question. My question, why, why, why are we doing it? Why, why do I want to become a coach? Why do I want to mentor people? Why do you want to help people? Why, why do people speak and, and write books? And, and ultimately, it's because we want to leave something behind. You know, we have kids; which we want to leave something behind. We buy properties and invest because we want to leave something behind. We we support charities or causes because we want to make a difference. So, the the fact is, is that I think, well, hold on. If if that's what personal development is about, which is I think it should be about that. Personal development is un- discovering and understanding what is my purpose in life, what am I here for, and how can I how can I be of service? Okay. Now, if that's the first thing I do, then ultimately, I should be talking and thinking and discussing about what is my legacy because we, we share these facts in the legacy clubs don't we but, mm-hmm. um, ladies and gentlemen you know we spend seven years watching television four years uh, on social media we spend a year and a three months four months pampering our hair doing our nails we spend four hours a day for heaven's sake uh, on our phones you know picking it up and dropping it putting it up and putting it down and and the fact is that we spend no time at all no time at all discussing what our legacy is, what our purpose is, and how can we help and support each other. So the Legacy Club was was the, the intention behind it, was to help us create a group, a collective of, of like-minded individuals that we could meet on a monthly basis to, to have these discussions, to have these really, really important conversations about you know what is my purpose, and, and also to help each other in business, to succeed, to stand out, what are your struggles, you know, what, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is what I need some help with, and then you get the group supporting you. And then... The idea within the legacies is, is to is then to create awareness about causes and charities or things that you know we 're all annoyed about, and, and each legacy loves our director or us as a collective collective we, we put ideas forward you know like a, um, I don't know, stabbing in London or it could be male suicide or bullying or, or it could be homelessness. And these are the kind of conversations we have in there. So then the members basically, you know, find ways in way they can maybe find their purpose. Oh, you know what? I, and it might be that they want to support that cause. It might be that they want to create something themselves. We just want to have those conversations. And that's what we've done. And that's why I think people have bought into this idea because, because we know it's, it's so needed. And, um, and yeah, I mean, in this very short period of time, you know, right now where well, we've got one in, Two in, in, in LA, uh, one, two in, in, in Texas. We're going to have one, hopefully, in Tennessee, uh, opening soon uh, in Athens, in Bucharest, uh, in Romania. We've just got launched one in, in Jordan, obviously you in, in, in Belfast, uh, and Hugh in mid Um Marbella. <laughs> it's Marbella. Uh, and, 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 but we've got, like, today we've signed another lady to run another, another Legacy Club d- uh, director in Marbella. Sorry, in London. Uh, <laughs> we've got another one, Adam, that's also starting in London. So you know we 've got all these these great people, and what 's beautiful and you 've seen it is is the quality or, or the caliber of, of the people that are coming together, so the directors and the members you know it's just it's just we all are all buying into this same concept and idea, and I can see it I, I can really 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 see it becoming a global phenomenon uh, for many reasons, one is because it 's extremely needed and, and what i 'm loving about the legacy clubs, which I think was something in the back of my mind from the beginning was about bringing the kids and the teenagers to the room so for example, today we're talking about with someone who, who's going to be working with us who, who does a lot of stuff with kids. And, um, and, and, you know, Evie, for example, she has academy. So the idea of members inviting their teens to these rooms, to these meetings, for them to participate, for them at the age of 10, 12, 14, 16 to start asking the, con- the conversations, to start coaching them and teaching them and training them and getting to start thinking about purpose, thinking about legacy and, and planting those seeds in these heads and, 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 and triggering you know, the, the phenomenal movement that we can create with these kids going into schools and colleges and universities is just phenomenal and tremendously exciting. So it's needed. It's needed. Uh, it's, it's, it, it is just absolutely needed. To have a, a global network of people that believe in these same kind of things, personal, professional growth with a meaning uh, and, and ultimately helping people, individuals, you know, find, find, find their, their, their personal legacy.
0: So where can people go online to find out more about the Best You Legacy Club and the Best You, um, the Best You events that you're running?
1: Yeah, well, basically... Um, if you the best you brand you can find anything and everything related to what we do at, uh, on the best you.co so that will take you pretty much as as a landing page will take you to everything we do the expo and a training and everything else the best you expo.com my my web page for my book is the question.co and then obviously the legacy club is the www the um, we're preparing all sorts of really great videos campaigns uh, to create more awareness around the Legacy Club. We've just written an ebook which is going to be published in the next week. Um, that's, we're going to be sharing all those things as well. But we've got phenomenal content. I mean, the reason why people want to become a member of the Legacy Club is because, one, they get to attend the meetings anywhere in the world. So, you know, as you know, a member might be a member of your club but might want to rock up in the one in London or in the one in LA. Um, they can check the profiles of the other members. They can also uh, check the profiles of the other directors, but they get content. They get phenomenal amounts of content as well, access to all the best you online, this phenomenal vault of content that we have, which has more than 700 expo talks, 60 inspiring people talks. It's amazing. It's just, it's a lot of value there.
0: There's a tremendous amount of value there. And, um, it's, it's such an affordable, uh, you know, it's such an affordable alternative to going out and. Um, you know, I'm in no way saying that you shouldn't buy a course here or do this or that. I mean, anything that's going to move you forward is great. But we talked earlier about the disconnect and that people want to come together. And that's one of the things that I think makes the Legacy Club so extraordinary is because it's consistency throughout the brand, throughout the globe, and that it really is about, as you said, uh, contribution. It's about people coming together and actually saying good morning to one another, shaking each other's hands, or I know some of the Legacy Looking Club, into
1: their eyes.
0: Yeah, looking into their eyes. Some are in the morning, some are at uh, you know, their their lunch, and some are in the evenings. Um, but if you are interested in uh, you know, uh, finding out more about the Legacy Club or the Best U Expos, anything like that, don't worry about it. I'm going to be posting all the links so you'll find them here in the description. So don't worry about that, including the question. But if you want to... Uh, have a completely different experience where you can meet with genuine people who really give a shit about what they're doing and where they're going and are really interested in hearing about you and what matters to you and where you're going and then coming together as a collective and supporting these uh, these uh, causes and these charities that rely and depend so heavily on other humans showing up and, and contributing. Um, this is a place for you. Um, one of the things that appealed to me about legacy uh, over and above what I've already mentioned and why we got involved was, you know, when you see all the things that are going on in the world today, you know, all the strife and the sorrow and the suffering. And, you know, I know I speak for many people, you you, you sit back sometimes and you see it and you hear about it and you read about it. And it really uh, hits you emotionally, hits you right in the gut and in the heart. And you go, I wish I could just do something to make a difference. And, you know, that's not always easy to do. But with the Legacy Club and certainly the mission of it is to be able to bring uh, people together in a place who really care about things like that and focus on their own legacy, but at the same time make a difference in the world. I think that's what that's incredible.
1: I think so, and I think kind of, as you said, and, and, and it is the format of it, that the idea is is that we spend so much time online, we spend so much time, you know, WhatsApping people, uh, sending voice messages, um, there's no connection. And, and, I, and I think, you know, that's one of the beauties, I think, of The Best You Expo and why people love it is because we need to connect again, you know, we need to reconnect, and uh, in a time when there's more technology than ever, and there seems to be more ways to be able to connect, we're more disconnected. So that is the idea. The idea behind it is once a month, and we're saying, hey, do you, should you give yourself one day a month? Should you give yourself one day a month to just simply turn off and just focus on yourself? To think, to stop, to think. And, and that's kind of what I, I talk about also within the book, and I focus on the Legacy clubs is thinking. Just thinking about what you're thinking about, focusing on the important things and then having a group of people that can help you, that can assist you. Because, you know, we, we present cases, you know, these, these causes, these charities, we just simply want to create awareness of these things to trigger ideas within people. You know, um, every, every legacy club director and every kind of group of members have their own feel. You know, um, we know some of the groups have had, uh, you know, a, a teenage son that committed suicide. So, you know, that's a conversation to have, you know, we, we don't want to, you know, we, we don't want to necessarily, you know, make it doom or gloom, but it's simply about creating awareness, you know, so we can be, we, we can have, we, we can have open eyes, so we can help and assist our kids. And that's why I'm excited about bringing the kids to the table, because if we bring them in and we start having these conversations with them about all sorts of subjects, you know, they're going to start getting passionate. They're going to start identifying and understanding what's happening. So there, there's three things we do, as you know, we turn the phones off, Uh, we have a sign that says, leave your ego outside. You can bring your ego to the room, but you have to leave it outside. You can pick it up on the way out uh, because everything we do, we do from a place of love and we do with honesty. Everything we do there is honestly, but with a lot of love and, um, and obviously, you know, we, we give people uh, valuable feedback and skills, skills, because we also do skills there so they can go out and, and kick some ass. So we pretty much cover anything and everything related to networking, legacy and skills. That's why it's so
0: exciting. Absolutely. And I think one of the, the amazing things that happened organically, which I think is, it makes it really special is because it happened organically. It wasn't premeditated or pre-planned was, um, you know, when people talk about, you know, who they are, what they do, and where they could really use some help, how the groups just come together and really uh, genuinely reach out to try and help people get them introductions, uh, give them advice and, and, uh, strategies and tips and things like that, that can really help them. It's amazing that you see people are really genuinely there to try and help. And like, where, how, how do you, you can't, that's not just something that you can, um, you know, explain that this is what we want you to do. It just sort of happens and has happened automatically. And it's not just in our legacy club, it's, it's happening in all the legacy clubs. I think it's a, a really special component, uh, part of it.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it's the same feeling everywhere you go. And it doesn't matter how many of these legacy clubs I've ran. It doesn't matter where I've done them was I've launched them now in, in I've been to Athens. I've been to Bucharest to launch them. I've been to you. Um, you know, it doesn't matter where I go. I still get this phenomenal connection with people whereby they get what I'm talking about. And sometimes people react differently. Sometimes people need to leave because it's too, too much for them because they've maybe never experienced this. You know, if, if they have an experience, if they're not a personal development networking working opening themselves, so sometimes they might feel it's a bit too much and it's fine, you know, and I've had that. I've had people come and say afterwards, oh, I just didn't know what to expect, but it was beautiful. So, you know, I, it, again, it doesn't really matter. You do it because you love what you do and you love mm. helping people and you love connecting with them. And you are, you're, you're planting seeds. So even those people that come in for once and that we, we planted the seed, we planted the, feed, the seed of thought and, and, and we've got them to start thinking and understanding that they might need to quickly start looking at leaving some kind of legacy. I mean, for me, you know, I, I, I think I've got a legacy. Unfortunately, I'm not leaving uh, millions of pounds to my kids at the moment, so I don't know if they're gonna be frustrated with that. I'm leaving them kind of a lot of IP, and I'm leaving them a lot of work. And my kids look at me like thinking, what is the lunatic doing now? But, but you know, the way I see it is they, they will look at me as, as someone that is just literally carry on pushing the boundaries and, and having the conversations. And it makes me a better man. I think it's making me a better father. It's making me a better entrepreneur, uh, and and it's it's making me build better relationships. Because you know I you know and I and I say it, but I, I deeply mean it. I love every single Legacy Club directors involved. You know, um, you know, I, I feel all of them like brothers and and and, and sisters, and um, and I love the idea of these members. So I, I and I and I know you have the same with yours, and I know Hugh has the same with his. And it's just I think it's just one of the most exciting and the most beautiful things that I've done. And if this is ultimately my last uh, legacy, my last thing to leave on this planet, I'm, I'm really excited about where it's going to go. Uh, but listen, very, very ambitious, but we're looking at taking over the world with these legacy clubs. So watch this space.
0: Absolutely. Well, no, I think there's a lot more to come. And, um, you know, you had said just a second ago about um, you know your kids are thinking, Oh my god what 's he going to do now? What crazy ideas is he going to come up with but it 's funny because the book is about finding your true purpose, and the truth is you know you are living your purpose you know and I, I think that 's the most important thing is when you know when you 're doing what you 're supposed to do you just it's you just do it right so um I think that 's incredible so I just quickly wanted to ask you here before we wrap up is you know you've you've been uh, personally mentoring people and helping them because i know one of the where this is coming from is i know with uh, legacy club um, one of the things there is, is people do get the opportunity if they want to, uh, through the best you, to enhance their brand and build their brand and that sort of uh, stuff. Because, uh, you know, any coaches and consultants, anyone out there who's trying to make a difference and build your business, obviously it's hard to get noticed out there. And um, is that something that um, that you're, you're going to be offering now or you're offering now or any time in the future? Because, you know, you're somebody who um, uh, has that skill of knowing how to, build brands globally how to help people get noticed how to write books um you know all sorts of things how to become better coaches and communicators so um you know you you have your turning pro um and then you uh, i believe you also have your own personal mentoring like can you tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah absolutely you know what what's happened is is that so i'm I've obviously i'm obviously an upi trained i've been i've been sitting in the back of the room for 10 years with richard and paul so even if i didn't want to unconsciously, so much stuff has gone in. Um, so, you know, kind of, I've, I, I, I do consider myself, uh, I, I've got expertise. There's absolutely no doubt about it. So, you know, I'm use, I use my NLP all the time. Uh, with the book coming out, I've now started to obviously put my hands on people, as, as, as Richard says, you know, I don't physically touch them, okay? I'm just saying I put my hands on people um, mentally. And, and, and I'm loving it. I, I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, because I do believe that I've got a, a talent for it. I'm, I'm, I, I, can see things that people can't see, but that's why people have coaches and mentors, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, they, they ultimately can see more than they can see themselves. So, but I, I do, I, I have a talent whereby I can identify what people might be lacking or slacking. Um, I, my approach obviously is very honest. So I think the people that are attracted to me are people that are looking for someone that can tell them the truth. And that's what I do. I think, I think, uh, I think it's the best way to, to move forward in life. Um, You know, there's too much pussyfooting around with with kind and and nice words. Now, I'm not horrible. I'm just saying, is that I will always be honest. So, I love the coaching aspect. So, I do coach people, uh, you know, kind of like one, two, three sessions, depending on what they want for whatever it might be. And it might be mindset, it might be about thinking bigger, it might be strategy, it might be marketing about how do I get my book published? How do you see me? How can you help me with presentation skills or becoming a better communicator? So, do those sorts of things. When I mentor people, it's, it's, it's normally a year. And then with that, what I do is, is we really look at kind of what the plan is, where they're going, where they want to go. And then again, I cover kind of the same kind of aspects. You know, I had someone that was in my legacy club uh, as a member yesterday, because I want to give my legacy club members 10, 15 minutes when I can. And I gave someone yesterday and I just gave her a tip within five minutes, which obviously she didn't even think of, you know, she's like banging her head. How can she create money? And, and I kind of asked her a couple of questions and I just got, I planted the seed and I know in a couple of months time, she'll probably be up and running. So I, I, I love the mentoring aspect to it because I've also got the resources and I've got the connection. So, you know, kind of, it's taken me 10 years to, to build my brand. I have access to anyone and everyone, anyone, anyone, anyone in the personal development, I, within probably one email, two calls, one text or three texts, I could probably get the contact number for anyone. I could get anyone in any course in any seminar, you know, and I can obviously make sure they get preferential treatment. I can save them a lot of time, uh, you know, avoiding, you know, stupid ideas that might not work or Publishing the wrong book or going down the wrong route and writing the book. So I enjoy that very much as well So I'm mentoring people and what I do with a mentorship is I throw in some of the many resources that I have and some of the resources might be Hey, I'll give you a platform to speak and exhibit included in the mentorship mm-hmm. I might give them some NLP training I might even discuss potentially if I think they're worthy of them, maybe becoming a legacy club uh, Director, you know if, if that's something that might be appealing or interesting for both of us, you know, so so I've got a lot there that I can help people with and it's a very exciting part of my, uh, my, my plan moving forward because now it's about, obviously, I'm going to continue promoting the best you. I'm not disappearing, but I want to take a step forward in really pushing my own personal brand, the question, Bernardo Moya, uh, and the rest will happen and the legacy clubs, you know, the, re- the rest will happen. I'm doing the Best Year Expo in, in LA next year. That's happening. That's definitely happening next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, all these things are still in motion. And I'm very excited about that, about that chapter, really.
0: That's fantastic. So if someone, says, if someone you know, who's seen this or listening to this and um, they say, hey, you know what, I want to get in touch with this guy because I think this guy can really help me. He, he's, he's got the 10 years. He's got the track record. He, he does know the people. He knows the path. Um, how can they get a hold of you?
1: Well, my webpage is Bernardo, B-E-R-N-A-R-D-O, moya.com uh, but again, if you go to thebestyou.co, there's a link from there and you'll see within there, there's uh, access to all my books. There's uh, uh, literally uh, an application to, um, you know, to see if, if it's a fit for both of us uh, for coaching or mentoring or, or anything. But, you know, you know, you've known me for a long time, Brian, and, you know, I'm, I'm very open. I'm always very helpful. Uh, if there's something I can do, great. Um, I just think there's, there's, there needs to be more people standing out now and, and taking responsibility for for what needs to change. And, and, um, and I'm, I'm very excited about us moving globally. Um, you know, Someone was asking me yesterday, how, you know, how, how or why did you see yourself going global? I just didn't see any different. I, I didn't see any different. I, I came to the UK and, 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 I've, and I've had a good run in London, but London's too small for me now. But I, I've always seen anything and everything that we all can do can always be global. So I'm very excited about the whole globality. And I just think we have to have that mindset that I can help anyone anywhere in the world.
0: Brilliant brilliant well it's been great thanks so much for uh, for coming on and and doing this uh, episode this podcast this interview uh, it's been great to have you as part of it. Um, I wish you all the success uh, in the world going forward. I know that you have a lot to give and a lot to contribute and um, I should have had those links up but anyway it doesn 't matter i 'm going to post those in the descriptions here so don't worry about it folks you'll be able to uh, get access to everything that we 've covered today and um yeah, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it.
1: No, I thank you, Brian, and thank you for your great work. Um, you, you know, you, you do a great job. We got on really well because we come from the same kind of, you know, kind of same ideas, the same. Matching shirts. we we got matching shirts. I don't know if you're watching it. <laughs> we didn't even call each other, but we tend to do this quite a lot. Yeah. Brian has beautiful initials B and M. So do yeah. I. So you know, there's a lot happening here. But no, you're great <laughs> at what you do. Um, you're very genuine as well. You come from a place of love and you really help and support people, both of you. So I want to congratulate you because, you know, uh, a lot of people might take you for granted, uh, but you have phenomenal expertise and, and, and you're amazing and great at what you do.
0: Oh, thanks. I really appreciate that. So um, that said, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed today's episode and take care. Have an epic day and we'll see you in our next episode. Thank you very much. Thank you.